Am I the only one that like looks up American flags and I'm just like, ugh, ugh. Like someone just came on the beach with American flag chair and they're giving me a very like Trumpy vibe. I think American flag is like very Trumpy now, and I'm just like I can't. I, I just can't do any of it. <laughs> okay. That guy was interesting. But, uh, hi. Welcome to uh, another episode of A Couple of Hoosiers Podcast. I'm your host, Ricky Kurtz. And I am your co-host, Charles Goldsmith. Today we got uh, my dad joining us to have a little uh, conversation. His name is uh, Rick Kurtz. Go ahead and say hi. Hi. How you doing? Pleasure to be here. All right, so yeah, um, uh, the title of this episode is going to be The War of Leftist Aggression. Uh, anybody that knows anything about uh, the First Civil War will catch that uh, play on words. But uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the possibility of a second civil war. There's been a lot of talk about it. But uh, first, really quick, before we get into this, I want to talk about where you can find us and uh, all of that. We'll go over here. You can see on here our uh, website, coupleofhoosiers.com. You see that up top here. If you uh, enter in your email address right here and hit subscribe, you'll be able to be notified through email of everything that we post on here. And uh, this is just the uh, home page. You see a nice little uh, picture of our logo. And then down here, you'll be able to listen to the latest episode. Down here, you'll be able to see um, the latest uh, blogs that I write. I write a blog for every single episode. Um, and then down here, if you feel so generous, you can go ahead and make a little donation. I don't expect it, but hey, it could happen. And then coming back up here, you'll see the section where you can go through all this. If you want to contact us and say anything. Got a nice little screen right there. Uh, you can read all of the blogs right here. See the videos. All of them right here. And you can even listen to all the episodes straight from the website. So if you don't want to be involved with all the other uh, applications like YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that, you can just get all of the sources straight from here. But uh, also speaking of YouTube, Go ahead and go there and uh, subscribe to our channel, like, comment, and share, and also be sure to hit that notification bell so you can be uh, alerted whenever we post a new video. Ding, ding. But, yeah. So that first video um, shows you really where we're at in this country, where people are repulsed by the vision of the American flag. I mean... And it's a joke to other countries now, too. Yeah. But, I don't know. I wonder, I, if, I, he's a, I wonder if he's ever been in a different country. Yeah, oh. I, uh, I uh, tweeted that out. I was like, there's uh, plenty of other uh, countries that have their own flag if you don't like this one. Yeah, but, uh, some of them won't be letting you sit on a beach with a, with a little umbrella <laughs> above your head and stuff, you know? all casual like with glasses to talk shit about other people yeah and uh just just his voice i mean yeah. completely feminine voice um i don't know how he identifies but he does not uh as a loser <laughs> didn't identify Most as american definitely. apparently <laughs> but uh yeah we're american gonna be talking flag. We're going to be talking about a bit of the uh, political division that's been going on in the country. Um, if anybody's been paying attention, nice coughing. Sorry. But uh, if anybody's been paying attention uh, lately, the the political division in this country has just gotten so dramatic where um, even people that line up more uh, as a centrist or a moderate or stuff like that, they're starting to be viewed as right wing um let me see if i can pull up this image from uh where is it 
There it is. This is a uh, tweet that Elon Musk had put out, and it pretty much shows exactly what's been going on. Here in 2008, you got him kind of center left with his uh, fellow liberal and then the conservative all the way over to the right. 2012, uh, it shows the left starting to move further left. And then nowadays in 2021, you got the woke progressive left that has gone super far left and people that used to identify as kind of more liberal centrist are now being viewed over here with the conservatives, and I think it's just silly. There's a lot of people that I uh, listen to, and, um, like, they'll agree, like, back, like, uh, early 2000s, even up to, like, 2010, um, their views would have been more liberal, and they would have seemed more leftist, but now the left has just gone completely psycho left, where they just can't agree with them and if you can't agree with the far left obviously you're a far right winger but go ahead and uh jump into this video over here because the media has the media has been the big one that's talking about uh the possibility of a uh, new civil war coming on uh mostly uh uh, liberal media like ABC, MSNBC, CNN, all that stuff. So we're going to listen to a little bit of this video right here. We mark one year since the January 6th insurrection. We've been reflecting on what that day says about our country. Barbara F. Walter, a political science professor at the University of California, San Diego, and author of the new book, How Civil Wars Start and How to Stop Them, has this chilling warning, saying we are closer to civil war than any of us would like to believe. She spent her career studying civil conflicts in countries like Iraq, Philippines, India, and Syria, and writes about parallels that she sees right here at home. Barbara M. Walter joins us tonight. Thanks so much for doing so, Barbara. My pleasure. So you served on a CIA advisory panel called the Political Instability Task Force, which monitors countries around the world to predict which are most at risk of descending into violence. Uh, Why did you decide to use those tools and expertise to look at the United States? Uh, Well, first of all, the CIA is legally not allowed to look at the United States. So we never, ever discussed um, uh, my country Bull while crap. I was on that at, that task force. Um, and in fact, sir, there was no reason to look at the United States. Um, it's only over the last five years that it's become increasingly apparent that the two factors that we know tend to emerge in the lead up to civil wars, uh, no matter where they break out, it's only the last five years that those two factors um, have been emerging here. So it's it's my own decision, knowing what I know, to apply it to the United States so that we can have warning of what we're beginning to see here. When you saw January 6th unfolding, what were you thinking? My, my immediate thought was actually shock, not that it was happening, but the impunity and almost the righteousness by which these individuals were going about a deeply illegal and possibly treasonous act. They were behaving as if they were doing nothing wrong. And in fact, now we know that they thought they were patriots. They thought they were taking back their country. They thought they were, quote unquote, defending the Constitution. And it was this righteousness, this sense that the country was theirs um, as mostly white men and that it was their duty to to take it back. My secondary thought was actually relief. Those of us who study um, political instability and political violence have, we've known what's been happening behind the scenes. And, and the relief I felt after January 6th was that it was finally public. Americans could no longer ignore or deny that this cancer was growing in our country. And you write that many on the far right are experiencing this loss of hope, leading some toward anger and violence. Can you explain that? And and what, if anything, can be done about it? Yeah. So the the United States is going through this dramatic transformation um, from a white majority country to what will be probably around 2045, uh, a a non-white majority country. And we will be the first white country to go through this. Um, Okay, so uh, 
obviously, a lot of people have been hearing that uh, uh, the January 6th uh, committee is doing their hearing and all that stuff. And this is pretty much uh, what this is all coming from. Uh, they didn't really start talking about Civil War until uh, the events of January 6th. I really like there uh, at that end of that where she was like talking about um, how possibly the reason for it is uh, the fact that uh, whites aren't going to be the majority in America for much longer and it just it just cracks me up because they uh, talk so much about people on the right talking about the great replacement theory when they actually admit stuff like this um, saying that, like, they know that by, like, 2045, 2050, like, white people won't be the uh, majority. But, I mean, if they're really going to sit there and say that January 6th was because of that, false. Fake news. But, um, yeah, the, the whole January 6th uh, riot that happened, I, I really hate how they how they try to paint it as this violent insurrection. Um, I've seen plenty of videos. I've watched uh, people that were actually on the ground that day, journalists who most of their videos, they're coming from them and they like do a bunch of edits and all this stuff to make it fit their narrative. But there was, uh, if anybody knows anything about the Capitol, there's two sides to the Capitol. And basically what happened on that day is you had one side where people were getting violent and rioting. And I personally agree that if anybody was doing that, they need to be charged. They need to be held accountable for that. But you had a large majority of the people that were there that were just going through and they were voicing their aggression with uh, what they believe had happened uh, with the 2020 elections. And if anybody remembers what was going through December, they were trying to get through all these court cases, trying to get people to actually investigate what happened during that election and <clears throat> judges all over the country were just turning it down, um, saying that they didn't want to look into it. And so, I mean, when you have those feelings like that, it's, it's understandable that, uh, people are going to be, people are going to be frustrated about it. So that's pretty much what the January 6th event was. Well, it's but, basically like, you know, we, we try and voice our opinion about what needs to happen in this country, but nobody makes motions towards it. And the reason why, you know, January 6th happened is because nobody listens to the other side. You know what I mean? They're just listening to this other bullshit that they keep cramming down everybody's throat. And I would say at least 60% of the population is like, yeah, they're right. You know what I mean? But they're not, you know? And, and like we've talked about several episodes before now, and we keep reiterating it, is the fact that, you know, it's, it's not left versus right anymore people need to wake up they want to be woke it needs to be us against the government you know what i mean like they're the ones making all these bad decisions and taking away our rights and making us look bad to other countries you know this is why other countries don't like us it's not because of the american people themselves it's because of the government's choices that they make for us you know right the news uh, the news thrives on this i mean this this is yeah, this is total this is total something that the news is is the propaganda machine that is <laughs> there's nothing civil about war and the the ones that are starting this war is on our televisions every night at six thirty feeding us lies and telling us that we have to do something but Everybody knows we want change, but we don't know how to get change. So we believe the lies that they're telling us and get us all riled up. And instead, Washington needs to be fixed. You know, you got to get rid of career politicians. You got to get rid of the, the there, there's so much that needs to be done in Washington, but just electing O'Connell you know, and some of these guys that have been there for 20, 30 years over and over again, electing a president every four years isn't going to change anything. You got to you got to get rid of some of these guys that have been there forever and get fresh blood in there, get term limits. So you can't have guys being there for decades upon decades, you know, and 
that's what needs to happen. I mean, but the civil war, I mean, we're, we're already in a civil war. I mean, it's already happening. Oh yeah. And in the civil war is the media versus the, the people. That's the civil war that's going on right now. It's, it's, it's being perpetrated against our minds and our hearts. Well, I mean, like I've said before, um, uh, uh, Charlie keeps bringing up that it's not left versus right. And I, I completely agree with you guys that uh, we are being like kind of like fed all this stuff to make us more agitated and it's more propagated uh, to get separate. us opposing, getting us on uh, opposing views and all that stuff. But um, really, I mean, when you look at how far uh, how far the left has gone lately, I mean, we just covered uh, two uh, topics in the last episodes where they're trying to push for more extreme gun control laws which i just i i can't agree with and then how far they're taking this there's a video i saw hey real quick try pulling your uh mic closer to you because i'm having trouble hearing you how's that there we go okay so real real quick like uh you made me lose what i was gonna say now (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i mean if like especially with the last episode that we did where we covered like uh the the drag shows for tri- children i mean and they're actually starting to like agree with us and people are defending the, those yeah, actions and that's it's disgusting just disgusting and appalling i mean to to an extent yes uh the media is to blame for this because i mean even back when i was in high school that was during um uh, the Bush, the Bush days, and I could see like the the way that the propaganda be, was being fed through um, all the media sources. And like when I when I talk about the media, I'm talking about all corporate media. I'm not leaving out Fox News or oh, anything yeah, like all that. Of them. Just as bad. Oh as yeah, CNN and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, oh yeah, they all got propaganda oh, yeah. trying to shove down our throat. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter which one, whether whether it's NBC, CBS. ABC, Fox News. And, like, you talk about, you were talking about how, like, um, uh, you tune in at, like, 6.30. But, I mean, really the main problem is that news has become, like, a 24-hour cycle where constantly there's something, there's some breaking news that we need to know about. I mean, Fox News has a 24-hour. CNN has been 24-hour for years now. They need a civil war. They're running out of stories. They have to have a civil war. The whole thing I was talking about, the gun control, dude, is that I watched this video that one of my friends sent me, and uh, it, it it should substantiate the reason why our gun laws shouldn't be taken from us, okay? This lady, this okay, this guy, regular dude, had jean shorts on and a, and a tank top, sitting there in the business or whatever. A gentleman comes in right next to him in a hood, pulls a gun out on the cashier, Start saying, I want all your money and everything like that. Now, this civilian pulls a gun out, puts it to his head and fires, drops that man. Now, had he not done that, there's a good chance that more people in that building could have died than just him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then people want to complain. Well, he had no right to pull his gun and fire on that gentleman. Well, that gentleman had no right to come in there and try and rob that store. I, I do know what uh, video you're talking about, and I completely agree. I mean, it's sad that it has to come down to that. Right. Where... But I mean, a lot of companies don't that, even allow you to, we- to to like have firearms while you're working in their store. So mm-hmm. how are these cashiers and everything supposed to defend themselves against? And they even want to like get it that? to where they even want to get it to where you can't even have a gun on the property, like just like locked away in your car. I mean, right? I, it, but that that's uh, that's getting to the point where like uh, politicians on the left have been pushing for this uh, criminal reform. Because they're saying that like our crime laws are like messed up, which I, I can agree to an extent. But there's a lot um, where they're being less severe on crime, and people just aren't getting charged for stuff. Um, they got it over in California, and I believe possibly Chicago. I'm not a hundred percent on that one, but I know over in California they have it to where if you go in and you steal a bunch of stuff, as long as it's not under as long as it's under a thousand dollars or something like that, you get away with it. Like you, I've seen tons of videos where people are just walking in and they're just casually just putting all the stuff in their backpacks and these bags yeah. and just walking out. And I've seen a really, video of that too. That's insane, man. I, 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 I don't want to see people being shot 
like that. And uh, but it it comes down to the point where like uh, we have we as a society we have to make this push against uh, what culture we're allowing, and we can't be allowing people to just think that they could steal whatever they want for whatever reason. But well, Let's it's go ahead just and, like uh, that participation. You know, you get a trophy for, particip- for participation. Now, when I was growing up, you got a trophy for winning. Mm-hmm. If you didn't win, you tried harder next year. You know, there ain't none of that no more. Okay, let me see. Uh, so this article that I'm about to show is uh, from The Guardian, and I'm not really a fan of them. Uh, I got a few articles that I'm going to be talking about. But The Guardian writes... Is the U.S. really headed for a second civil war? Uh, So they're saying um, Joe Biden had spent a year in the hope that America could go back to normal. But last Thursday, the first anniversary of the deadly insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, the president finally recognized the full scale. Um, He says, at this moment, we must decide, Biden said in Satchatory Hall, where rioters had swarmed a year earlier. What kind of nation are we going to be? Are we going to be a nation that accepts political violence as a norm? Now, they go through here, and they're they're pretty much talking about it. Um, I'll, I'll post this in the blog, but um, really, when you look at this, all, all, all the media's... Um, all the media's talk about this is all related to January 6th. That's why they're bringing this up. They're thinking that this was the most horrible event. But you go back May 29th, 2020, Black Lives Matter riots where they were at the White House and they were um, being destructive where the president actually had to be sent down to an underground bunker because they feared for uh, his life. I mean, they they were busting down uh, barricades. Uh, they were setting stuff on fire, but you won't you won't hear about that. You twenty twenty. We had so much uh, political violence that was happening. All the all the Black Lives Matter riots, the Antifa riots that were going on for months. I mean, I think Portland was still going on into twenty twenty one, where they were still rioting like every single night, like their cities were on fire. I, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, that they're going to spend this much attention on what happened one day. Because it fits their, you know, agenda. The Black Lives Matter thing wasn't even created for black people anyways. It's been filling white people's pockets for it ever since it started. Mm-hmm. There's so many black people out there speaking out against Black Lives Matter. It's beautiful, I think, because it's a corrupt situation. Yeah, the whole organization. Met. They haven't given one cent to any actual black lives in, in this nation at all. It's just been filling their pockets. All they do is they talk crap about other organizations, and they talk crap about other people. They don't actually fund any kind of black colleges, uh, black men or women down on their luck and everything. You know, they, they don't do anything for the black community with that black lives matter thing. I've been saying that for years, all lives matter, man. Hmm. Yeah. And like, uh, they, they received a lot of, why, money. why do you think, why do you exactly think the how... left, why do you think the woke, how, well, however you, whatever the proper the terminology for them, why do you think they, Retards. why do you think they push their agenda <laughs> so hard? Why, why, why do you think their aim is? Why, why do you think they have to push their agenda so hard? Most people I know want to go to work. They want to do their job. They want to come home. They want to pay their bills. They want to enjoy their family. They, they, they just want to live their life. They, they don't want to get messed up in, in all this hoopla. You know, they, they, they just want to live their life. Um, why why do you think why do you think this big push for all this agenda why do you think it is what's the point why why what do you think <laughs> well, honestly i mean this is it, it it's honestly a uh, uh a bigger agenda than what most people probably think about i mean i've been talking i've been talking Pretty much every single episode bringing up the Great Reset. People need to look into it, what the World Economic Forum is going. But, I mean, that's really been what it is. It's uh, 
it's kind of turned into that. I think back in like the fifties and sixties where like all these, uh, civil rights movements started off like with feminism and all that stuff. Um, if you look into it, it's really, uh, just a bunch of Marxists that were pushing all this stuff. And, uh, by the seventies and eighties, college professors started becoming, uh, Marxist teachers and they started uh, teaching all this stuff and turning these kids into these little Marxist drones. And if you look into Marxism, uh, it's it's the push for socialism and communism, but it has to be through revolution. So these people, why they're so uh, hell bent on driving this so extremely is because they they are they are in a revolutionary mind where uh, they're going to uh, change the way this country is. But it's it's going to be through violence. It's good. Um, but the, what's going on right now and why we see it coming from, uh, like corporations and the media and all that stuff, why we see this push is because of what the world economic forum is planning, where they want to, uh, kind of create this whole, uh, you can call it the new world order. Um, but they want this like corporate conglomerate one world government type deal and that's why all these corporations are in it, because when you look at like where the money is going with uh, all these big corporations, they're all owned by pretty much two or three. I know Vanguard and uh, BlackRock, they pretty much own everything. So whatever these guys are wanting to do is what all these other corporations, including the media, including like all these um, stores are going to be pushing out all this information. But yeah. So so we're so we're already in the civil war because according to scripture, oh, yeah. I mean if you want to go there, I'm supposed to be opposed to this one world government or one world order, one world, you know, once they start telling me I have to have a mm-hmm. mark or something like that, that's when the real civil war will start and I I'm not supposed to take things like that. I mean, it's all, you know, it's going to get worse and worse before it gets better. We, we cannot, my dad used to be in the legislative branch of Michigan. He passed more bills than um, anybody in history of Michigan. He like six, 700 bills in six years. Um, but uh, one thing we always talked about, you cannot legislate morality. You, you cannot, no. you cannot have people, no matter what kind of bills you pass, no matter what kind of um, legislation, or yeah, I definitely don't think uh, legislation is going to be the answer to this. Uh, people, you can't like uh, people on the left have been trying to push for legislation. You can't legislate uh, morality. Gun I mean, thing. It, it takes no, it takes can't. a heart change, but you know, and really. Um, when when we talk about like how we are in a civil war, I mean it's been uh maybe for like the past ten years it's been more of like a culture war where uh there's people that are trying to fight for what's going to be uh culturally acceptable. Um and it just gets pushed further and further. I think uh when we talk about like civil war, I don't think it's gonna be like how it was during the first civil war where two factions met up and we're fighting. I think, uh, if it does get physical, which, which we have seen, like I've seen videos with, uh, proud boys and Antifa where they're having like these, these, uh, small skirmishes and stuff like that. But I don't think it'll be like an all out war. Um, especially when you look into, uh, I think everybody knows that it would be a bit on the dangerous side and what would be left of America if we actually did go to a civil war, considering the weaponry we have now mm-hmm. compared to the weaponry we had the first civil war. I think it's going to be more of like a, like an internet, small skirmishes here and there, like you had just said and everything. It's going to be more of like a political internet battle that now, more a technical Mm-hmm. battles and it will be like guns and so, I mean there will be like you said skirmishes here and there but it's mainly going to be handled and fought I think over the internet mm-hmm. a bunch of people whining about their own opinions instead of you know oh, just definitely. voicing them instead of trying to push them okay so let's go ahead and uh, I want to look at these uh, next two articles I mean to go down a rabbit trail for you <laughs> uh, 
It happens. Yeah. Happens but uh, we got this first one from uh, Salon, another uh, media outlet that I'm not too fond of. But they say that uh, the political divide in the United States has become irreconcilable, study says. Uh, so the first thing that they say in here is politics in the United States have become an increasingly polarized affair, which I agree for decades, uh, driven largely by the right moving further to the right. Observation of political polarization is not merely anecdotal. Studies repeatedly bear this out. Now, some research say the partisan rift in the United States has become so extreme that the cover, the country may be at a point of no return. And, I mean, that's that's totally possible. Um, I, I think that's funny that they're trying to say that the right has moved further to the right. I mean, I would say, if anything, the right is actually gone a little bit more to the left as the left has gone further to the left like uh probably 20 years ago you wouldn't 10 20 years ago you wouldn't have heard anybody on the right saying that they're okay with uh gay marriage or um abortion or any of that but now it's gotten to the point where there's people on the right that are like somewhat okay with those topics but uh the the left has just gone full full far left to where they're saying that abortion needs to be accessible all the way up to nine months, even after birth in some instances. I think the right are just seeing their ground. I, I think, I think they're just seeing their ground. I think you're right. The, the left has gone so far and the right just has to stand their ground. Um, I, I, I think you're right. I don't think they, the right can't go any righter than, when you're right, you're right. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, we we could go further, right, and uh, get all into the into that mess. But I mean, I I don't think there's a big deal of that um, when you look at predominant people on the right. I mean, most of them, at at very most, they're like center right. I mean, you don't hear a whole lot of. Um, predominant right wingers who are I know they like to paint us all as Nazis but it doesn't even come close to it but then you hear like these people on the left that are like full out Marxists that are I don't know I don't know it's it's crazy but let's uh take a look at this uh other other article real quick from the Washington Post huh I really, I really don't like the Washington Post, Salon, or the Guardian, but, I mean, as I've said before, when you're, like, looking into stuff, uh, you got to take all these different uh, uh, information from people that are on the other side, and then you got to take stuff from people that are on your side and kind of, like, come together somewhere in the middle to get, like, what's the actual truth because you got right here um, – the Salon article was saying that the right is moving farther right, but then you got the Washington Post where they say that says the Democratic Party has moved left, but so has the U.S. This explains how and why, which I I kind of agree. Like like I just said, like the right has kind of moved more towards the center with some of their uh, policies. But um, yeah, if you go where, let me look for what I was wanting to talk about in this. Okay, so right here, many Americans dislike the idea of big government. Between 55 and 75% regularly say they agree that when something is run by the government, it is usually inefficient and wasteful, according to the Pew Research Center. But once new social programs are enacted, Americans tend to support them. Again, that's not just Democrats. Donald Trump's success in the Republican primary race in 2016 owed partly to the fact that he was, as he tweeted in May 2015, the first and only potential GOP candidate to state there will be no cuts to Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Uh, When President Trump abandoned this pledge and joined congressional Republicans in trying to pair back Medicaid coverage. It was the least popular major major legislative proposal since 1990. Uh, America hasn't moved to the left on all issues, 
But the country's progressive turn on cultural issues and government social programs is real, long-run, broad-based, and unsurprising. So, I mean... I mean, even when you look at, like, Donald Trump, I mean, he was really the first president that came into office saying that he was okay with gay marriage. Like, even Obama, that everybody likes to praise and all of that, uh, he was the one that was in office when gay marriage was officially legalized throughout the United States. But even when he first came into office, he was saying that he he more favored uh, traditional marriage. So he somewhere... In his eight years, he veered further to the left, um, which I don't know if that was just him in the beginning wanting to kind of like put on this facade and maybe later he just started saying, well, I'm almost out of office, so I should start pushing towards this, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He just started turning on everything that he believed in because he didn't want to lose his position of power, I think. Even though he was losing it anyways, he wanted to stay in the game. So if he plays the game, he gets to stay. And know? depending on how you think, he's definitely still in the game. Oh, yeah. I think he Puppet is. master. Regardless if he is pulling the strings on Biden or not, that dude is definitely still in the mix of things. Oh, yeah. Um... So, now, despite everything that we've been talking about, uh, two of the biggest issues that I'm seeing why I think that Civil War, uh, we might be in it already, or it's definitely a possibility that we could be reaching that point. Uh, When you look at what's been going on in uh, the government and everything, simply because of this January 6th stuff, you've had uh, politicians trying to get other politicians like completely barred from running again because of some sort of support that they might have had with what happened. Um, I got this article here from the Federalist. Let me go ahead and pull this up. Okay, so Inspector General opens investigation into U.S. Capitol Police following, following allegations of spying on members of Congress. Now, this was something that happened... Uh, Last year, pretty much, uh, it was said that Capitol Police officers had disguised themselves as um, uh, some sort of workers, and they were going into uh, their political opponents' mm. offices to try to spy on them. So that 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 gets really scary when you look at that, where they're trying to have uh, these Did people you... come in, and they're trying to dig dirt on them in such a corrupt way. But Did you read I, I, about how Pelosi, um, I read this article and near the end of it, it talks about how Pelosi is basically trying to use the USCP as her own political mercenary group. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they even try to uh, open up a, uh, what, do you, what do I want to call it, kind of like a branch or whatever down in Florida where they were going to have uh, Capitol Police working down there. And I was like, how how is that even possible? How can you even justify that? But um, Because nobody's yeah, going to oppose it. That's the problem. This is a good article. Um, pretty much that's, that's what I wanted to uh, put out there is that uh, it's gotten to the point where the cl- – the Capitol Police, yes, definitely uh, by Nancy Pelosi, have been kind of like pushed towards doing all this uh, nefarious dealings where they're going into like uh, uh, Congress members' office and even with their staff trying to get information about uh, January 6th. And then, um, yeah, I believe it was Nell, right? The office that they went into and took pictures of his whiteboard. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, they were like uh they were disguised as like um utility workers or something like that. Like they were mm. like uh inspecting the building and whatever. Like it it was a crazy story. I I remembered hearing about that and like that's like all this all this leads back to uh uh the January 6th stuff and it's just and when it comes down to um I got this other thing uh, from uh, TimCast.com. Leading Michigan GOP 
gubernational candidate Ryan Kelly raided, arrested in connection with January 6th protest. Because they said they seen a guy that looked similar to him in a ball cap and jacket. Whether it was him or not. Let me see if I can blow these pictures up and get a better look. Okay. Maybe not that. But yeah, they they've got these pictures of this guy who who looks like him and they also said that they had him on a recording. It was posted that uh he was basically saying, you know, keep moving, keep pushing. This is this is war, man. But how can they even determine that that was him, man? There were so many people there. How could they even determine that that was him? Well, I mean, the whole situation with uh January 6th, uh they they were uh, arresting so many people. I mean, a lot of people were, like, posting videos to, like, their social media and stuff like that. And they've raided several people's houses. I mean, this isn't just this guy. I mean, you've had, like, I, I don't know the exact number, but there's people that are still locked up uh, from what was going on there that um, they haven't had any due process. They've just been sitting in this uh, uh, capital jail or whatever and being treated like political prisoners where I, I remember hearing I, I I didn't look in I didn't look up a article for it, but I know uh people have been talking like they were locked they were locked in like solitary confinement for like twenty three hours of the day and let out for one hour. I mean that's completely inhumane. Yeah. I mean That's stuff you but do. Yeah, that's like, that, you know, that's where this is going. Like they have yeah. uh they have um, this going on. They've been trying to get uh, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's another uh, Congress member that they're trying to uh, disbar from running for office anymore. And then when you like actually start looking into like these January six hearings, I mean the the biggest thing that they're trying to do is prevent Donald Trump from running again in twenty twenty four, which I. I don't know. The way that they're playing this game is just completely wrong. Everything about our government is wrong right now. Everything. They have pushed as much as they possibly could towards our nation to separate us, segregate us, and get us fighting amongst each other. How can the ones that we are complaining about be the ones that are judging the people that they're complaining about? Exactly. We complain about them. They they judge us. We we go mm-hmm. to we go to jail. You know, I I understand that January sixth was a sad moment, but you know, there's much worse to come. But when Shit you get into change. it, where they're trying to they they tried uh, comparing it to like nine eleven and Pearl Harbor, like yeah. that, that was a big uh, thing that was going on uh, earlier Internal this year. Internal terrorism. Yeah, like how they can compare those. One person died that day on January 6th. Ashley Babbitt, she was shot by a Capitol Police officer, which nothing has happened with that guy. And then they want to bring in all these people. How about you guys bring in Ray Epps? There's videos of him the day before. He was saying, we need to go into the Capitol. Yeah, but they're more worried about this politician that's standing up against it. Instead of well, like, then you, you look know, into Ray Epps and like they're they're saying like he's got uh, ties with um, the FBI and all that stuff like and he's just nowhere to be found. Nobody's bringing any charges on him. They've got plenty of video of him the day before saying let's go into the Capitol and then the day of where he's uh, telling people that they need to push down the barricades and then they want to bring this back towards Trump like it's somehow his his fault when. You go back to that day and you look at it. He was giving his speech and people had already started moving towards the Capitol. And all he said was people need to go over there, peacefully protest, peacefully and patriotically protest. And then he said, fight like hell. And that's what they're trying. They were trying to do the. Uh, uh, the words the just in my mind, they tried to uh, impeach him. They did the impeach trials based off him saying fight like hell. And you've had all these other, like, uh, Democrat politicians during the 2020 riots 
where they were going out, like you had Maxine Waters saying that you need to go out and get into these politicians' face right. and tell them you we don't want you here. They were saying stuff like that. Um, you had Kamala Harris saying that. Uh, uh, I I don't know if she was the one that was saying um, like. Uh, protests and riots are the voice of the unheard or whatever but she she's been known that uh she bailed out a lot of uh people that were arrested for rioting and got them back out onto the streets to keep on rioting so i mean you look you look at all of it the way that it's i i hate saying like um it's hypocritical of them because i expect nothing less from them um that's pretty much their whole game but i mean people on the right um I don't know. Like a lot of the Republican leaders are very weak um, and not a lot of them are really doing anything. They're letting this happen. Uh, because had, they get a paycheck. Uh, Mitch McConnell. They're there for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had uh, Mitch McConnell. He just recently came out. They're trying to pass this uh, big gun control bill, which is completely unconstitutional what they're trying to put in there. But uh, he was trying to say that we're going to try to find uh, some bipartisan agreement on this. And I'm like, no, you need to shut it down. Uh, we just lost uh, Charlie's image, but um, he'll be back. Can you still hear us, Charlie? Yep. Okay. So, but I don't know. I mean, when you when we start like looking at this, uh, how it's going, and where's the hope? Where how how do we how do we how do we ever find hope being coming united again? Is there any hope? Will it get better? That's a good question. It will. I don't know. I think it's that, only gotten worse. It I think will that, when we as a nation can actually stand up without violence. Preferably, but you know, we as a people need to stand up against our government, you know, and tell them that we're not going to take this anymore. And until we do that, we're going to have the same issues over and over again because they're just if everybody keep- would just stop paying taxes, the government would go away. I don't know how well that will work. I like it though. What do you mean how well it would work? Taxation is theft. Well, if we don't pay taxes, we'll be arrested. Uh, we, if we don't everybody would stop paying taxes, they could not arrest everyone. But see, here's the problem with that, okay? Now, I've said the same thing. If we all stand up together, the problem is, is everybody in this nation, I believe, wants to stand up against our government. But the problem is they don't think the guy next to them is going to stand up, too. Mm-hmm. So if I go to stand up and you two say, yeah, we should stand up for what we you know, believe in. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. And you guys are like, no, I'm cool. Yeah, maybe, maybe next right. week. Yeah, that, that's a that's a big problem, uh, especially uh, like I see it on the right. Like the left uh, def- definitely has the motivation. Like they go out there, they'll protest, they'll say what they need to say. But people on the right, they're like, well, I mean, if it comes to my doorstep, you know, I'm like, it's at your neighbor's doorstep. I mean, people don't want to do anything. I mean, this this country has become weak, lazy, complacent. Um, hey, now we see you again. Hi. Welcome that. to a couple of Hoosiers podcasts. This is uh, Ricky and Charlie. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I've, I've talked to a few people that I know that are, that I know are, uh, uh, more right leaning and like it always comes down to like when they when I talk to them about like what's going on with the gun control process and they're like well if they come to my doors and try to get my guns I mean why do we have why do we have to be reactive instead of proactive I mean I mean people don't want to go out knock on doors and like um like promote like a good candidate that uh is going to push for things that they agree with they want all these people like you see like how you were saying earlier how these congressmen have been in congress for like 20 30 40 years and you wonder why it's because nobody wants to get out there and actually do like any campaigning for like a good candidate well not only that but 
the people in the game have been in the game for a long time and they know how to play it. You yeah. know what I mean? And usually people that are opposing them don't have as big of a base as they do. So mm-hmm. it's basically David versus Goliath, but David has no stone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I know there was a uh, guy, uh, Danny Niederberger. He was running for uh, Indiana Senate against um, uh, his name just escaped me. Todd Young. That's what we have as uh, one of our senators, which I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's weak, and uh, he doesn't have what it takes to actually like stand up and say anything. But uh, he he was uh, coming from nothing, like he didn't have really like a lot of money to campaign and all that stuff. And at first, they said that they put him on on the uh, ticket for the primary bill, but then something happened down in Marion County. Uh, Indianapolis where they said that he didn't get enough signatures because you got to get like 500 signatures in every single uh, county but I don't know I'd like to find out what happened down in uh, Marion County because I know there's a lot of controversy around uh, what happened with him and the GLP in Indiana Um, I think there's more than what they're uh, saying on that but I don't know I need to look more into it be nice to have him come on and talk to him but Yeah. I don't really have anything uh, much else to say about uh, what's going on. I just kind of wanted to uh, put some information out there about uh, what's going on. I think we need to find a way to, to, to make peace. I need, I mean, I, I think, uh, I don't think civil war is the answer. There's nothing civil about oh, war. Not. Um, and I think we're already in it because it's, uh, I, I think Charlie's right. It's not going to be a gun toting war. Like it was the first time. It's going to be a mental thing. It's going to be a spiritual thing. It's going to be a hard issue. Um, but there will be come a day where somebody's going to rise up and bring peace and that's going to be the person you don't want to be around. That's when you're going to want to run from them because scripture says that kind of peace isn't going to be last. Um, so I think we're, we're living in a day and age where nobody likes this turmoil and this, this conflict, but um, we should be grateful because uh, it'll give us a first sign of who the Antichrist is. When somebody stands up and gives us peace and everybody will fall after him and, and just be all gushy over him, you, you can you can definitely say, whoa, that guy's a false leader because he's going to make a peace treaty. He's going to bring everybody's going to be all gooey over him and you'll be able to be wise over him and say, no, no, that guy's false. Hmm. So, I mean, there, there, there's two ways to look at it. I, I think it's going to get worse and worse and worse before it's going to get better. But, oh, yeah. But we can, we can still be men of character. We can still be men of uh, hope. We can still be peacekeepers or peacemakers. Um, we don't have to concede to the wokeness that they want to push their agendas over. But we we don't have to, uh, like I said, you know, just go to work, do your job, come home, take care of your families, um, be vigilant, be mindful, be sober-minded. But at the same time, stand up for what's right and stand stand up for, you know, and and keep preaching the truth about, um, you know, make people aware of what's going on i think you're doing a good thing it's it's been nice listening to you talk i haven't heard you say this many words in one time for a long time ricky yeah, yeah i can go off on yeah yeah you, yeah, you mean, sound um, good you sound good my son you sound, i'm proud of you oh thanks but i mean uh i i, I don't really see uh peace coming out of it because uh pretty much how how like i was saying earlier i mean the a lot of like the far leftists are on this uh whole marxist train where they're they're revolutionary minded and i mean i would like to see i think the biggest thing 
um, that we're going to have to see is uh, a culture shift. Uh, we need to change where our culture is heading. Uh, we need to quit promoting uh, degeneracy and uh, yeah, pretty much uh, just culture. Culture is the biggest problem that's leading people down this path. And Jerry, say watch SpongeBob SquarePants instead of the news. <laughs> yeah, that might have been uh, part of the problem. I think there's uh, some some uh, subliminal. Well, no, I mean in, not uh, kids. SpongeBob. Not kids. Not kids. I don't think kids are watching it. But I mean, it's better than the news. Yeah, it, it's. It, yeah, when you look a lot at a lot of those uh, shows, I mean they they like push it towards children, but when you actually like watch them, it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What's going on there? What are you guys that talking Blue's about? Clues video we watched that. Yeah, Blues that Clues. Was upsetting. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you guys uh, didn't watch the last video, uh, hey, leave those kids alone. You should go watch that. There's a lot of uh, interesting uh, information in that. Uh, that that really Civil War is upsetting, but uh, at the same time, it's like, uh, do I really want to preserve this country if this is where we're going to be heading? Where we're pushing all this crap on children? It's like, right. I think that's right. uh, definitely that's definitely where we need to start in. With grandkids, I mean, if we don't, if we don't have grandkids, I don't even want to send them to public schools. I mean, I don't want them. I, yeah, the school system. There's actually a lot of people I know right now homeschooling yeah. their children for the same reason. Yeah, because they don't yeah. want their people children learning this shit in school. I, I think that's a. I, I remember being back in school and like uh, the thought of like home homeschooled children. Uh, that was like such a negative right view yeah. back then. Like, how are uh, they going to be which, so social? I don't want them to be social. Yeah, I think I think that was a big psyop yeah. uh, that they try to push on us. Like, oh, homeschool kids are just weirdos, and you don't want to be a homeschool child. You want to go to these public government schools. But yeah, so they can push history down your throat. That's not even accurate right. history. Yeah, a lot of people think that uh, the Civil War was fought to end slavery. <laughs> well. I don't no need your heroes. civil war. It feeds One the, the rich, gets smell and the we, we apparently won the war against England, yet we're still technically considered a king state if nobody didn't know that already. Hmm. So we, we technically pay England to leave us the hell alone is basically yeah. how that works. But if we won that war, we shouldn't have to pay them anything, right? Because that's what our history teaches us, is hmm. that we want our independence by liberating ourselves from the English. Well, if that's so right. true, then how can we pay them a dues to make sure they don't come over here and try and do it again? You know oh, what I mean? I think like, it would be. I, I, I don't think they have the power to try to take us. They on. don't now, but they did at one point. Oh, yeah, but definitely. we are still there. considered a king state. We're still technically owned by them. We're just our own country. I'd have to look into that. Look into that. Huh. I know, I know, uh, like with this whole like uh, climate change and all that stuff, and you got like the Paris Accord and all that stuff. Like, we pay, we like, we front the bill for most of this uh, whole like climate change agenda that people are pushing for. Well, that's because uh, of man bear pig. Thing. <laughs> man bear pig. <laughs> you knew I had to. Oh. oh. That, that was probably one of the biggest things that um, I liked with uh, Trump too, and, uh, <laughs> was getting us out of that whole whole uh, mess yeah. of a deal. Yeah. And then what did Joe Biden do as soon as he got back in place? Oh, let's join that up again, and we can pay ten times the amount of all these other countries who are putting so much more pollution into the air. It's. <sighs> We're going down a dangerous road. We are. We are. Now, if you're listening, understand things are going to get worse. As a nation and as better. humans, mm-hmm. you know, we got to look out for humanity too. And I feel like it's gonna, it's it's gonna drag us down as a as a species. I think if mm-hmm. we don't start coming together a little more than what we are, we're going to destroy our planet, fighting over who deserves what. Right. But I think uh, 
Unless you guys got anything else to say, I think that's probably going to be it for this one. Do your research, your like we always say. Do your research. Do your own research. If we've said some some inaccurate facts, please let us know. You know what I mean? Yeah, where's my Bring fact it to our attention? Huh? Where's my fact checkers? Right. <laughs> yeah, if I get something wrong, don't. Hey, I could take criticism. I but that at least it. means that you've been digging to find out. So that's a win. Definitely. <laughs> Unless you. Uh... Unless you start telling me something that's uh, obviously a lie and is just uh, created just so you could disagree with me, then like a lot of those uh, fact checks that they put on like Facebook posts and Twitter posts and all that stuff, yeah, like, you no. can read through them and they're just absolutely. I think ninety percent of the people that post shit on Facebook like that are just looking for their fifteen minutes of fame. Oh, definitely. But yeah. Keep your eyes open. Pay attention to what's happening. We're going to go ahead and sign off. So you guys take it easy. Have fun. Thank you for letting me be on this. Uh, Invite me back again. This is fun. Definitely. You guys take it easy. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care.